on today's episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. That's how you're starting your week. So when you're showing, so when you, before you even get to work, that's why traffic is so frustrating. Your kids are so frustrating. Breakfast is so frustrating. Finding the right outfit is so frustrating. Your, your coworker just saying the wrong thing as you enter is so frustrating. Your boss sending you an email to look up on something is so frustrating. You've already started Monday from five o'clock Sunday at a heightened stress level. This episode is sure to deliver stimulating conversations and aha moments that may give you a fresh perspective. If any moment made your soul vibrate, please leave us a review and let us know if we're on the right track. Also, we release episodes every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe and visit BlackGirlsGettingTheirShiftTogether.com to access exclusive offers and coaching packages. The coaching packages include clarity calls, VIP one-on-one exclusive coaching, and my absolute favorite, the Tribe Vibes. A Tribe Vibe is a twist on ladies' night, focusing on self-care for black women with a holistic approach. Welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. I'm your host, Ursula, a transformation life coach and mental health and wellness advocate. This is a safe space for amazing Black women to share open, honest dialogue about mental health and wellness, self-care, self-love, and basically how to get our shift together. Let's tune in to this week's episode. the queen sisters manifesting their dreams get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem beauty supreme and booty walk so mean the way you fit in them jeans you eat your cornbread and greens dance or a doctor red wine or vodka redesign your spot and redefine your mantra retwist your locks and realign your chakras doing your squats and getting closer to god huh brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip adjust your crown you guys give to the world sis celestial body drink your water meditate sun kiss goddess heavenly order Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure, you got to love a black girl getting a shift together, black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, man, these black girls are getting a shift together, these black girls getting a shift together, dog. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. Again, this is going to be a very triggering yet informative podcast. So before we get started, make sure please like, share, comment on this video, as well as if it's a replay, let me know in the comment section if it's a replay, and let me know what you think about everything, you know, um, this was this was informative, but it actually answered a lot of my questions. But we're going to bring the professional on who knows about all of this. I'm going to bring the lovely show favorite and absolutely my favorite, Ladena. 
it's always so fun to be on here with you, Ursula. We have such a good time. We have such a good time together. <laughs> we do. And it's, you know why? I think because, well, one, you were very easy to talk to. I mean, look how we were just talking before this show. I know. <laughs> but you're so, it's like, you just, you just know a lot right here. So I always learn a lot when I talk to you. But I really enjoy your delivery. That was what really feeds me. And I'm very happy anytime you say yes, you're going to come. <laughs> I know I'm always I'm always happy to be here because you know it's it's a vibe. It's a vibe. <laughs> it's a movement. <laughs> so before we get into our talk, I'm just gonna ask you a few questions. One has to go. All right. And you can tell everybody, because remember this is audio, tell everybody what you see on the screen. Bacon. Oh, that that's it. Okay, so oh yeah, just one, just one has to go, and yeah, tell your options since this is an audio. Okay, so there's sushi, there's nachos, McDonald's fries, and bacon, and I know y'all are probably like what, but I live for nachos. I love sushis, and nothing comforts me more than McDonald's fries. So bacon is out. <laughs> you know, I'm with you on that one. All right. One must okay. know. Can you read what you see? So we have donuts, ice cream, popcorn, and potato chips. And although I'm a sweet tooth, I'm not really a donuts fan. So donuts are out of here. Ice cream is my weakness. I probably use ice cream examples more than anything else. <laughs> uh, popcorn and potato chips. That sounds like the best combination for me. Just each of those three and a movie. And I'm I'm solid. Wow. Okay. You have that all the way together. All right. Here's our last one. Oh, okay, almost so, our last one. Okay. So we have cookies. We have cereal. I think that's candies and potato chips. Yes, ma'am. So from this list, all right, this one's tricky. I think I would take away cookies because I could legitimately <gasps> live without cookies. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at me. What? <laughs> it came down to like cookies or candy. If I had to choose between those two, I would probably choose candy instead. And I have cereal every day. If you ever spoke to my husband, he's like, I've never seen someone so addicted to cereal. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll give you a pass. All right, here's okay. our last one. One has to go in all of his work. All his work. Oh, my goodness. This is not fair. Okay. So we have Denzel, Morgan Freeman, Sam, Eddie Murphy, Will, and Lawrence Fishburne. Mm. Oh, my. Oh, my gosh. This is impossible. <laughs> That's my this one. Uh, um, I would say Lawrence Fishburne. Because I thoroughly, I know more films with the others than I do. And how can we ever get rid of Morgan Freeman? It's like getting rid of Mandela. Like the principal from, <laughs> like exactly. we can't. It's impossible. We, we can't. And I think I've loved Samuel Jackson's 
later works where he's more comedic than the ones where he's more action oriented. So I've, I've cultivated a new appreciation for him. So I wouldn't really get rid of him. So I, it's down to Lawrence Fishburne. I'm so sorry, Lawrence. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'll contact him and let him know. <laughs> Please. I'll let him know. I appreciate him. <laughs> So tonight, we are going to talk about Sunday Night Scaries, and I found out that there's actually a term for it called Sunday Night Syndrome. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. So you know, I always go through your Instagram, and this is what inspired the topic. So this will be the problem, but then we'll end with the solution. That's right. We don't stir the pot without giving a delicious meal at the end. Exactly. <laughs> you said that before on my on another one <laughs> of our streams. So I would I looked at some research. This study showed that they they interviewed a thousand people and how they felt on Sunday night or the night before they or after their weekend. Mm-hmm. Looking forward towards their work week, and eighty percent of them experience the Sunday night scaries or syndrome. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure if we were to poll everyone on tonight, you'd probably get something similar. Like, exactly. I don't know about you, but you know, this used to happen to me, and eh, sometimes it still happens to me every now and again. I kind of have to pull back for some of these tools. Um, once like Saturday afternoon starts rolling in, I know they say Sunday night, but for me, it it would start from Saturday afternoon where I'm like, oh my goodness, the minute Saturday afternoon is done, then it's like Sunday. And the minute Saturday afternoon is done, it legitimately feels like it's Monday. And I used to literally be like, my gosh, prepping to go back to work. You can barely even enjoy Sunday because you're just like watching the clock and seeing how much closer it's getting to Monday. So what I love about that survey is I think, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, you know, share in the chat what, you know, kind of what's coming up for you. But I think what I love about that survey is that it made me feel, and I'm sure it made other people feel not alone. Like something isn't wrong with you because you feel that way. Um, And that quite a bit of our population has that feeling, you know, towards Monday. I lost your audio. Are you still hearing me? About now. Can you hear me now? Nice. Yes. Good. I understand what you mean. I, for decades, I experienced that and I did not know that it was anxiety this entire time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So mine, my Saturdays were fine, but it would creep up. Like it would start, it would tap me on my shoulder. Like, Hey, Sunday's coming. But I was on such a, a, what is it, YOLO, like you only live yes. once, I would kill it on set, whatever that looked like. Yes, because I just knew after that it was the countdown. So yeah. then after it was tapping me on my shoulder, 
I was fine Sunday, but it then it started shaking me on the shoulder. <laughs> and then between five, I, mm, seven o'clock, because I remember 60 minutes used to come on, and I would literally. That would be it. You're done. Oh, it was horrible. And so upon this research, the study showed that most people start to feel the Sunday night scaries on Sundays between five and seven mm-hmm. and or it would be earlier in the day or even on Saturday. And you just mm-hmm. moved it right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's because, I mean, I used this example. I was working with a student yesterday and um, building out their schedule. Uh, to help them with managing time. And I use this example because when I think about those times, those times are like flag post times, right? You think five to seven, that's like dinner time normally, or like 60 minutes if like you watch news, right? right? Those are like set periods in the day where basically your schedule is revolving around this event, but it's also terminating parts of your day, right? Like how breakfast terminates the night, so we now know the day has begun and lunch terminates the morning. We're heading into the afternoon and dinner terminates the day. We're heading into the next day, which is why I feel probably more people, um, which I'm sure it showed in that survey, experience it within that five to seven period because it's like the day is now coming to an end officially. Yes. Yes, (laughs) the official part. The weekend is officially finished. It's officially done. That's it. Not good. (laughs) I'm going to read a few um, sentences. Mm -hmm. And you all in the chat, let me know how you feel on Sunday nights or whenever you experience your Sunday night syndrome and you start having feelings of overwhelm, sadness, mm-hmm. stressful thoughts, trouble sleeping, dread. <sighs> so, mm-hmm. does that sound familiar to you? <laughs> that sounds very familiar to me. I'd love to hear what everyone says in the comments. And it's okay. We are safe here. We all experience that. So don't, it's okay. You can trust us with those feelings. We, we receive them because we felt them, right? Exactly. And so when you think about that, right, the things you just pointed out, dread, frustration, anxiety, worry, overwhelm. And these are the feelings that you're carrying into the start of your week. Uh, see, Every time you come on, I get so triggered because you hit those pain points and it's the truth. That's how you're starting your week. So when you're showing, so when you, before you even get to work, that's why traffic is so frustrating. Your kids are so frustrating. Breakfast is so frustrating. Finding the right outfit is so frustrating. Your, your coworker just saying the wrong thing as you enter is so frustrating. Your boss sending you an email to look up on something is so frustrating. You've already started Monday from five o'clock Sunday at a heightened stress level. When you put it like that, you think, oh, man, I just put it in perspective. I had a full 
week at work, five days a week. Saturday, I'm kicking it, I'm having fun. And then Sunday. So literally, that's in that entire seven-day week, that's only a day and a half of relaxation. Yeah. That's not good. And then we wonder why we have high blood pressure, mm-hmm. anxiety, depression. Strained relationships. Strained relationships. Yes. That ooh. See, now I'm thinking about the times I would <laughs> like how am I snapping so early in the morning? So make no sense. <laughs> right. I'm going to have a transparent moment. Mm -hmm. I figured since you said it definitely is a safe space. Mm -hmm. One of the number one reasons, but I did not want to admit it is that every time about that five to seven o'clock block, I realized that I had a dead end job. Sis, I feel like everyone on your chat probably felt seen right now. You know, that's the first time I ever said that out loud. That's <laughs> what, that's what, it, that, that's what's happening every Sunday. It's the reminder of going to a place that you're either not passionate about, mm-hmm. that you're frustrated with, mm-hmm. where you don't feel valued, yes, where you're not living up to your potential, And so over the weekend, you get all that dopamine rushing through your veins Mm. because, right, you're happy, you're happy chemicals. That's the happy juice. That's the reward juice. That's the achievement juice that pumps out every time we do something that reminds us that we're valuable. That reminds us that we can be successful, that we can be happy, and we take it for granted. Those weekend interactions are the points in time where we get to see I'm actually pretty awesome. Like, even if the week was the worst and your boss is the worst, and everything around is the worst, Friday to Sunday at five o'clock, you get to be reminded of all the things that make you feel incredible Mm. and then sunday five o'clock when all of that is now out of the picture and you're now reminded of where you're gonna go next often that is the hardest part of what we don't want to face or what we face but don't have the ability to change wow the ability to change. That is so true. Wow. I love what you said about the job being the worst, the boss being the worst. And it feels, it felt like, like no escape. Like mm-hmm. you truly are in an escape room and you are mm-hmm. not going to find that key to get out at yeah. all. Yeah. It feels like there's no key. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And even when you, and then you retire and you look back and say, well, what was all for? Right. Exactly. Um, The last stream I did, I had talked about this study that I, I 
think it was in Finland. I, I don't remember, but it was a nurse who worked in hospice and she did a research. I think it was over five years of people who were on their deathbeds. Mm-hmm. You heard about that? I think it was Finland. Yes. On their deathbed. I think there's a movement that she started since. Well, really? maybe not, maybe not her. Um, so I'll let you finish, but there, there is a movement that's been started since called, oh my goodness, it's slipping me now, like, like at my end or end of my life or something like that. Really? Um, in inviting us to live our lives now, but I'll let you finish speaking about that, that research. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to look that up. So, but that's what she, she interviewed the people and what was, what were their thoughts and a lot of them had regret. Mm-hmm. They wish they never, I'm exaggerating, but I wish I never, mm-hmm. I wish I ate the cake. I wish yeah. I took the trip. I yes. wish I divorced. I wish I. I wish I bought those silver shoes when I had gone on that one trip 10 years ago that I really wanted. Exactly. It's real. So you're right. Um, if you imagine a lifetime of that. And while we're still young, we can do things about it, but I get it. Sometimes you don't know how. I did not know how. Mm-hmm. I did it until this age right now. Mm-hmm. Kind of, well, you know, which is good. That's why we're here to have these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna read something else. This was from Better Help, and it said mm-hmm. Sunday, Sunday depression sometimes referred to as the Sunday blues, is the feeling of sadness, hopelessness, or dissatisfaction that many report feeling on Sundays, often in the evenings. Mm -hmm. Sunday depression is not something you would be diagnosed with if you were to visit a doctor or a therapist. The condition does not exist in the DSM-5, which is a diagnostic tool for medical professionals. Despite its lack of official presence in the medical community, the phenomenon is very real. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. And I think, uh, you know, people bringing attention to that, because even when I share it on my Instagram, I'm like, this is kind of a turn because Mondays used to be a really hard thing for me. Really? And I remember say that? Mondays were really hard for me because I was... Mondays were really hard for me when I was in a job that I felt dissatisfied and unfulfilled. Really? Because it was that reminder that I was not living in my potential. And the thing about it was, it was a job I was really good at. Like, I was really good at, I did really well in, but it just didn't give that spark of life. Yeah. And, and, you know, and, and I really want, I I want to be mindful of, you know, the differences in generations and cultures that exist in that not many of us are really able or, you know, have been given the space to cultivate the idea of working in your passion. Mm. Uh, pain point. You just, you just <laughs> like, 
It's it's true. You know, when we think about, you know, the the sandwich generation, when we think about the boomer generation, and probably, you know, just the start of the millennial generation, I'll say, um, those generations had a purpose for work. Now, just hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out, everybody. Don't at me. They had a fundamental purpose for work, which was to provide for their family. Mm-hmm. That was the end all be all of their employment. The purpose of their work was to provide for their family, mm-hmm. which meant they had to have stable work that they could count on into retirement to provide for their families. Mm. Right. So it's a very different perspective if you're engaging with someone from that generation forward versus engaging with someone from, let's say, mid millennials to where we are now. Generation, I don't even know what letter we're at at this point in time. I think we've started over at A. Maybe we're at some new Greek or Latin letter. Right. When you look at that, From the millennial generation forward, that generation paved the way. Sorry, the generation from, you know, boomers until now, so that millennial, paved the way for a generation of people who could work in their passion. Why? They created enough stability employment-wise to give room for creativity to rise. That's how you get things like Uber, for example. Mm. Right? That's how you get things like DoorDash, grocery delivery. People have been buying groceries for centuries. However, because there was room for that creativity because that generation created such stability, we could be in school forever, all the way up until master's doctoral degrees. Mm-hmm. We could become entrepreneurs. We can become YouTube and social media stars. We can build an entire successful life just with our cell phones. How about that? Cell phone, a ring light, and a stand. And a good Wi-Fi. <laughs> a good Wi-Fi. A good Wi-Fi connection. And you can have a successful life. Literally. Literally. Right? So when you look at these two generations bumping up against each other, you get to see why Monday gets to be so hard. Mm. That is so true. You know, I'm first generation American. So my mom is in that generation. She's just glad to be in America and be duly employed. Yes. She doesn't have to worry about immigration bothering her. She's naturalized. Ursula, just go to work. She was just telling me that. Go to work. Just be glad you have a job. Thank God you have a job. Meanwhile. You're like, no. I'm literally a walking zombie. And guess what? She was too. That's why I can't judge her. 
It's the same thing. Same thing. And it was just walking around like a zombie. Yeah. yeah, because I had one goal, feed my family, feed my family, feed right. my family, put a roof over my families, put a roof over my family, put a roof over, sorry, what was that? Put a roof over my family's head, like this, okay? We trying to. Ursula understands, okay? Ladies and gentlemen, all right? As we talk about generations and getting things together, you enter seasons of your life where you're like, do I put my passion aside or do I get creative to make it happen? And today we're getting creative and we're making it happen. And these kids won't let you be great. <laughs> Oh my God, your bounce back is amazing. I'm gonna show this graph. Let me know, people in the chat and replay, as well as you, LaDana, let me know how you feel with your Sunday night syndrome on this scale. So I'll read it. It says, okay. how do you feel the Sunday night before your work week? And on a scale of one to five, one being, oh, the happiest big smile emoji face to five where you're just, you're shattered. You're <laughs> sad, depressed, and then you all can feel in the middle. So. I'm going to share, um, because I know that you'll be able to see on the chat, but we want to keep the conversation flowing. Mm -hmm. So when I was working in that job that was really depleting me, I legit felt like a four or five. It led me to burnout, which, mm. which actually motivated the shift in my life. Mm. Um, since making that shift, I wouldn't say I'm yet at a one, but I'm definitely between like a one and a half and a two. If, if I just focus on the work that I'm doing, then I'm at a one, like all the time. If I focus on the things around that work, sometimes <laughs> that oh. takes me down to like a two or three. So <laughs> that's a good way to put it. Yeah. Huh. So with mine, with my dead end job, mm -hmm. it was a five. I was at, I was on the other end of the spectrum. And if there was mm -hmm. a 10 on this list, I would have been at a 10. Because dealing with the dread compounded mm -hmm. with the micro mm -mm, mm -hmm. the macro mm -hmm. aggressions that were going mm -hmm. on, the racism, it was horrible. So now I do have a career in my passion. I love my job. My co-workers mm -hmm. are great. So mm -hmm. you're right. I I've, I sleep good on Sundays. I don't have to take Benadryl. That's no. another thing. I used to have to take Benadryl. I couldn't go to sleep. Because your mind won't turn off. No, it sure did not. So I will be at, like you said, like a one, one and a half. Mm -hmm. And the only time the numbers drop is because of the work, because I'm learning. I'm in a totally different career. So it's mm -hmm. the learning curve, but mm -hmm. not. So that brings the anxiety, but not, oh my God, I'm in a yeah. job. This is, no, because. 
this is the first time I've ever had a job in my passion. I was doing it yeah. for free. Yeah, now see, I can make an income is, with the impact. This is what I'm talking about. When you think of the generations, right? I remember I said, and 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 when older older friend of mine was like, "You are out of your mind," and I said, "Pay me in purpose." and pay me in penny. Like I would take purpose over pennies every day. I think that's exactly what I said. Wait, purpose, I would take purpose over pennies any day. Mm. And that's kind of what you were saying. You were doing that for free because that fulfilled your purpose. You were living in your purpose. And when you're living and walking in your purpose, it is an entirely different world. Like it's an alternate universe here on earth. It is. It. I never experienced it. So I would suggest for people, because I've truly been on both ends of the spectrum. And you give me your perspective also. Because sometimes we can't leave our jobs. We can't. Yes. Sometimes we can't. And I totally understand we're not in positions for whatever that reason is. So that's why... Like LaDena said, this is a safe space. There's no judgment. Yeah. However, I strongly always would suggest for people to, if you don't know your passion, to volunteer. You, you, it will spark something mm-hmm. in you. And because it is passion, you would do it for free. It's fulfilling. What are your thoughts on that? No, I absolutely agree with you. And while while a lot of the work that I do is encouraging people, and, and I love that recommendation because, again, we feel we have to make major changes in our lives sometimes to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I was working with a client once whose passion, whose purpose, really believe this was her purpose, was to actually branch off and do graphic design. However, to like set herself up that way, she had a job that was really burning her out. And we burning her up because she just felt unfulfilled, whereas she really wanted to pour her energy into building, you know, this business. And in working together, you know, which which is which is going to come up as we speak when we talk about flipping that internal script, it's also flipping how we look at our job. And if we have the alternative for, you know, using your example, if we are volunteering, giving our time to something that really jazz our, jazz ourselves up, then we get to look at our jobs differently. So when I was working with that client, you know, in the work that we did, got to the point to recognize her job was the means to her passion. Mm. Really? So not that her job was this thing in the way of her passion, but having this job, getting the capital and the time to build her business was paving the way to that. Nice. So now going to work on Monday morning has a whole different feeling mm. because now you remember, well, I'm coming here because I need to get the monies from here to build over here. Mm. That is so good. So, you know, let's, that's a great segue. So let's go into the Monday morning motivation. And this is the seed yes. of what. So before I get into this, I want people to know what you do, the type of coach you are, so that they know <laughs> this sister knows what she's talking about. <laughs> and, know, right? so, okay. and to prove it, I am 
I want everybody, I encourage you, I will put the uh, links to LaDena's and I prior stream. So you know, she comes with the fire. <laughs> so yes, but LaDena, let, let everyone know what kind of coach you are. Okay, so I am a certified uh, uh, positive psychology and well-being coach, which I know is a really big term, but we'll generalize it. So I'm a board-certified mental health coach. I'm also certified in positive and well-being coaching, applied neuroscience, as well as resilience. So that's really the meat of the work. I pull on, and you'll hear me talk about the brain a lot when we're together. I pull on all of those tools to help you basically distract obstacles that get in the way. One of the ones I spend the majority of my time working with clients is procrastination because, you know, we're out here using that as as an excuse to do things we need to do. So I really help you disrupt procrastination so you can actually take action on the things that you want to achieve in your life because it's possible. We just have to get to the root of it. Mm. And and I love this work. <laughs> this work so much. Um, and I really... love that you do this work. <laughs> it really jazzes me up. I was working with um, I was working with a with a with a student, and you know, at the end of it, they were like, "Oh my goodness, I can tell you love this." Like the fire in your eye as we're working through this. I'm like, yes, it is infectious. Yeah, <laughs> it really is. It really is. So how would we combat this this Sunday night dread? How do we how do we flip our internal script? Okay. So before I share that, I I came across this story once and it was life-changing for me and I really want to share it with you. Okay. Um and it's probably a well-known story, but you never know. Someone here may be hearing it for the first time. Okay. So During a visit to the NASA Space Center in 1962, President Kennedy noticed a janitor carrying a broom. He interrupted his tour, walked over to the man and said, Hi, I'm Jack Kennedy. What are you doing? The janitor responded, I'm helping put a man on the moon, Mr. President. He was a janitor. What was he doing? He was helping to put a man on the moon. And that's what I'm talking about, flipping your internal script. Because if he asked him, what are you doing? I'm cleaning the floor. But what is the ultimate goal of cleaning those floors? This is your small part to pay in a very big event. And it matters. I love that. May I borrow that? You can take it. You can use it. It's not mine. But the first time I heard it, it it changed my whole perspective. So what you're saying is no matter how small the task is, putting any effort, even if it's a little bit or a lot, it helps get to the end goal. Yes. But for you to get there, you have to know why. Oh, wait, why? Deeper on that. Of course. Yeah. Of course. That's what we're here to do. Why? 
And I know why, why? And that's why I gave the example of when we look at the generations before us, why did they go to a job that may have been so repetitive to us, so boring and menial? What was their bigger purpose? To feed my family and put a roof over their head. So I can deal with the hard parts. I can navigate the challenges. I can overcome that because why am I doing this? To feed my family and to put a roof over their head. Mm. So I'm giving these because we can talk another day about, you know, changing your job, finding your purpose, going your value. We can come back and work on that. But I also want, I want us to focus first on the fact that many of us don't have that ability to make that choice. Mm, Agreed. Agreed. So I'm not going to come on here. I tell you, I'm very practical. I'm not going to come on here and frustrate you with this big goal, (laughs) this big life change that you may not be able to do, but you can make a change exactly where you are right now. So that Monday morning, stop feeling the way it does. I love that to where you are right now. Right now. Right now. To the mindfulness. Ah. Do you see how it always comes in? Right now. (laughs) Where you are right now. See, I do listen to you. You mentioned mindfulness a lot. It makes sense where you are right now. Yeah, well, because we, we hear all these speeches around and, you know, these incredible TED Talks and, you know, and it's like, yes, it would be so great if I could just pick up. But let's be real. A lot of these are said from places of privilege that many of us aren't afforded. Mm-hmm. So why am I going to frustrate you by focusing on the fact that this job doesn't fulfill all of your passions right now? We first have to get you to a place where you can manage making it through this week, next week, the week after that. Then we can look at how we can start finding purpose, value, all of those things. When you think of, you know, Maslow's hierarchy, food, safety, shelter, these are at the base of the pyramid. Right. You first have to have all of these foundational things before you can aspire to the highest of heights. So I'm not going to give you tips that are going to have you trying to reach the top of the mountain before you're solidly based on your foundation. That makes sense because it would, for me, it would just make me a lot more frustrated. Of course. And make me shut down, slip back mm-hmm. into the depression because it's, mm-hmm. it would seem so unattainable for me. Correct. When I was in my job and I was really frustrated and exhausted, I still had to go back there every day and create a plan. I had to support a family. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was building a goal. I had clients that were working with, right? So it was impossible to just up and make a change. So I first had to build, just like I'm doing now, we're going to build a foundation for what you can do starting today Mm. to make next week, to make the Sunday coming more palatable. All right. So my first tip before we even get to the internal script, because that's the big one. We're going to start easy and we're going to get to the big one. All right. So my first tip is you have to keep 
the same schedule on the weekend. Don't at me. Don't at me. Keep the same schedule. Me, hold on. Me don't wake up. At yes. Whatever your time is. Yes. Yes. Tell me what is the hardest thing to do Monday morning after you've been hanging out till the end of the night on Sunday. Waking up. Waking up to that alarm. That alarm is the that. worst sound on this planet. <laughs> it's like if you weren't <laughs> mad yesterday, you are mad right now facts <laughs> so keep the same schedule as best as you can now i'm not saying to go shut down your social life now the reason why i'm saying that is because the brain likes consistency it likes predictability right mm -hmm. so when you keep that same schedule that alarm in the morning when you've been going to bed five hours later than normal that is stressful. It's legitimately an alarm. <laughs> You're right. You are so right. Yes, you are right. I would literally, I'll tell you, it was nothing for me to, <laughs> to go to sleep at four in the morning on the weekend. And wake up fine. I feel so seen right now. <laughs> I told you, I'm not going to give you things out of reach because I will be setting you up for frustration. That's yeah, not going to help. Go. So we're going to start small and build. Okay. That's one small step that you can take. How can you get as close to your regular bedtime over the weekends? Mm -hmm. your regular wake-up times over the weekends because that consistency creates a rhythm. It creates a rhythm for your sleep. Your sleep becomes consistent, mm. which means your body is consistently being going through that relaxation, that rejuvenation that's supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Your brain has a predictable time of sleeping and waking so it's less likely to be as alarmed when Monday morning comes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. I like it. I do. Because it, it is jarring on the psyche. Yes. You've been going to bed at 2 o'clock, Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday night, and then expecting to be awake at like 5.30 Monday morning. <laughs> Right. And in a good mood. Your body's like, stop it. Stop this. Like, I don't want it. this. No. No, because over those three days, it learned, oh, this is the new consistency. This is the new plan. Uh, oh, and that's how your system stays dysregulated. Like, oh, new, new plan? And you're like, no, no, old, old plan? What? What, what are we doing? Is it Are we early morning waking now or late morning? We don't know anymore. Monday morning is chaos. The entire week is going down the drain. Right. Right? So that's the first. Simple. Keep the same schedule. Okay. As close as possible. Now, like I said, we're not saying to shut down your social life. But be mindful. Mm. Right? of how you can maintain that and you will begin to see working wonders because again your brain likes that predictability 
Okay. It likes okay. knowing. It, it loves being the expert. It likes knowing what it's doing. It likes knowing what's to come. Think about you go to work and I bet you don't need to map it by now because your brain's like, I know where to go. Exactly. That's true. I know where to go. You don't need to look on. You don't need to use ways. Just nope. use ways to escape. Like where I already know we're going. How many times have you planned to go somewhere else? But if you drive the same route, you end up home. Right. <laughs> the brain's like, oh yeah, I know this route. I got you. I got you. It's cool. It's okay. Like that's what, when we create that consistency, then we create those pathways and your brain then makes that, you cultivate that habit that becomes a consistent behavior that becomes a lifestyle. And now your brain knows what to expect. So it's less alarmed because it's in a rhythm. Right. It doesn't put it into shock. Right. Yeah. Makes sense? Makes sense. See? And that's easy. And it didn't cost anything. And it didn't cost anything. (laughs) Maybe an extra outing. There's always a cost. There's always a cost. Okay. There's always a cost. Let's never pretend, but it didn't cost you any money. You get that tip for free. Exactly. Right. Okay. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Black Girls Getting Their Shift Together. If anything you heard today made your soul vibrate, please like, comment, and share this episode with two of your friends. Thank you and I love you all. This for the queen, sisters manifesting their dreams. Get your cream by any means and being with self-esteem. Beauty supreme and booty walk so mean. The way you fit in them jeans, you eat your cornbread and greens. Dance or a doctor, red wine or vodka. Redesign your spot and redefine your mantra. Retwist your locks and realign your chakras. Doing your squats and getting close to God, huh? Brunching with your squad or taking a girl's trip. Adjust your crown, you guys give to the world, sis. Celestial body, drink your water. Meditate, sin kiss goddess, heavenly order. Levitate, tribe of Ashanti, black girl magic, melanin popping, whether you ratchet or lavish, whether you bougie or savage, you a gift and a treasure. You got to love a black girl getting a shift together. Black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, man. These black girls are getting a shift together. These black girls getting a shift together, dog.